The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype. Hello, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight. I'm joined by Sue Timberlake and Jonah Roberts. Hi. (laughs) You missed your cue, guys. (laughs) Listen, we're on Zoom. There's there's a lag. That's why. That's why. There's a lapse. Or something. It's not that we messed up. It's <laughs> actually, it's I, I, time. I think what I'm saying is blue shifted forward in time, so that uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, know. yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah sure. And I yeah. and I'm going so fast, I get younger every nanosecond. So <laughs> good for you. This call is going at 88 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> And is powered by 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. Well, yeah. I, of course, that's how you pronounce things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, in 1985, I didn't notice that. Well, me you neither, know. but I was like seven. Well, I was, I was 15, and I, I, I actually knew my prefixes for metric stuff, so, but I, I didn't think... He should be saying gigawatts. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're getting distracted into nerdery again. Once again, yes. As is our brand. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So uh, uh, we're going to talk, probably wound up being the whole episode, talking about uh, the decision by uh, Joe Biden to select Kamala Harris as his vice presidential nominee, his running mate, uh, and thus possibly at some point soon our new vice president. And uh, we would love to hear from you about what you think about this or other things we talk about on the show. And you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. On email, it's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Tweet at us at Civil Politics FM. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. Also, we do have our own website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. Have recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, and other good stuff. So uh yeah, so um the the uh, leaks and rumors were right on the money. Joe Biden did indeed choose Kamala Harris to be his vice presidential nominee. Uh, can I just uh, can I just say that um, if anybody can help me with my phone bill, uh, that would be great because I called it. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you remember last week, uh, I I don't know if it was on. The recording of last week but i was like it's probably gonna be tuesday or wednesday so well i am now nostradamus <laughs> 
fear and worship me? <laughs> <laughs> we do, genre. We do. We uh, do. <laughs> it was just really. I was I, making that joke all day yesterday. I I, <laughs> I believe the correct term is genre Damas, but yes, okay. <laughs> genre Damas. Oh boy. We're, yes. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm the You're cult in trouble leader. now. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Thank God. I transferred that title. Yeah, <laughs> me. Anyway, uh, so yes, um, Kamala Harris is now the uh, nominee for vice president. I guess is that how you is that what it is that she's a nominee? Well, I or... think she has to. I think the, has, con, the convention has to confirm it or something. They do something. She has like... to be formally voted in by the delegates, but. You know, yeah. that's that's a that's a rubber stamp. That's a that's a yeah. That's a, well, that's why I'm saying she's the nominee for vice president instead of the candidate for vice president. Right. She's the yeah. nominee. Yeah. Uh, soon she'll be the Democratic candidate. And then who knows? Um, yeah. I, so I got to say vote in Biden. Then she'll get voted in as from the convention because they're on the same ticket. Yeah. So if he gets in, she's in. So. I, I, everybody I, I assumed think he's, he's got it. I think he's got it sewn locked. up. Yeah, I think so too. Unless Bernie for months. Does, does something with his delegates. Who knows? He doesn't have enough delegates. Sanders doesn't have enough no. delegates. There's, there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is, like, it's happening. Yeah. Um, like, Bernie for- might have enough delegates to sway some of the, um, some of the platform but he doesn't he didn't so because we know the platform uh and it's there's not a lot of progressive stuff in there hooray all, so all, all that bernie could do oh, that, is that true uh depends hmm. on who you ask yeah well but they have to do all that next week isn't your convention next week i think it is yes it is yeah virtually starts in five days five days oh wait no sorry You're- sorry it starts the 17th so three days Um, Yes, so uh, I got to say, compared to uh, Hillary Clinton's choice of Tim Kaine four years ago, Mm. uh, I think this is a much better choice because I actually find Kamala Harris interesting when she opens her mouth. (laughs) And and she's strong. She's she's so she's getting hammered already. And it's like hours. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think she's got real grit. And I think she's smart and capable and experienced and all those good things. And she actually has, you know, some scintilla of personal charisma. Again, unlike Tim Kaine. So, so right away, the Democrats have learned an important lesson from, from four years ago. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't like his dad jokes? <laughs> no, I, that's my lane. He should stay out of it. <laughs> I think Biden's got a few dad, dad jokes up his sleeve. So she's a welcome, refreshing, young, energetic. And Honestly, can I say that she's a, a little close to um, Silicon Valley a little bit? Yeah. She's the senator yeah. for, for, for California. So, yeah. Absolutely. She started in San, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. And she's the AG, too. So, yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she took them all on, but she's friends with a lot of them. So. Yeah. Although I guess yeah. she took Zuckerberg over the coals in uh at one of the hearings, but she's actually friends with them all, so Yeah. 
Well, and yep. as far as dad jokes go, I got to say, Joe Biden is like the embodiment of a, of a dad joke. He's like, you know, and, and not, yeah. necessarily, not necessarily a good one. So, yeah. Anyway. So, Jonra, yeah. you sound super enthusiastic about this. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. You got to be our John Radamus for the whole year now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, what I, what I was really what like all all like for the past couple of weeks, I was actually hoping I was hoping for Tammy Duckworth. She seemed like a dark horse, and it would have been really cool to have a woman of color uh, and uh, someone that was disabled in the White House. I thought that would be, that would have been a really good symbol, a really good way of a signal of what the Democrats want to do, um, with the with with like maybe the ADA or something because that's like a whole mess. Um, but I was like, it's it's probably going to be Harris. There are way too many positives for Joe Biden for it to be Harris for it not to be Harris. Yeah. He she is the absolutely logical choice for him uh especially now um could you elaborate on that what are the what are the reasons you see her as the logical choice so one thing is well she she is a a black woman or um she is a black woman she is uh a uh she's a good speaker she takes no prisoners. She's basically uh, one of the th- one of the senses I get when she when she wants to speak is like "shut up, it's my turn to talk," kind of thing. <laughs> but she doesn't actually say that. It's just in in the way that she she speaks, which is really good. Like this it's is what authority. I'm saying. Yeah, with authority. Thank you. It's it's with authority, um, and that's good. And Joe Biden really really needs that. He needs someone to shove out in front. They need they need someone to shove out in front of Joe Biden to say, here's what we're doing. And this is, I'm going to speak about this. Uh, and he can pass the mic to her as much as possible be, so he can limit the flubs and the gaffes that, that he will inevitably make. So that's good. And I, I, I want to specify these positives are positives if you think about the way that the Democrats have treated the primary. This is the end of the primary. If you think about the history of the primary, how it progressed and how the polling went, but especially Super Tuesday and how everybody threw their support behind Joe Biden, that was a signal of how they wanted to proceed. They were trying to go more centrist they are trying to go more old school and that basically his campaign is remember the obama years did you like that i can do that and that would that's his campaign promise that's basically it fighting for the soul of america like how are you fighting for the soul of america what does that mean and that basically means saying obama as much as possible people people were happier during the Obama years comparatively. So that's what he's trying to do. So when you're looking for a vice president that will fit into that aesthetic, into that mold, then you have um, Kamala Harris, you have 
like like I said, her ability to speak and and adjudicate and um, interrogate, like in in the Senate, you have that she is a one of woman of color, a woman of color. So that is two boxes that they need. Um, she is uh, so especially since with how things are going that right now uh with the protests and the focus on people of color having a white woman being your your pick would have not gone over well with anybody that like you know gretchen whitmer yeah gretchen like if this if the the protests and stuff weren't happening he would have gone with gretchen whitmer i have no doubt the her or amy klobuchar um but uh, Amy Klobuchar, because the it specifically because George Floyd was was murdered in Minneapolis, she was out. Um, and then yeah, her Gretchen, history all came up. Yeah, and apparently Gretchen Whitmer, because uh, Joe Biden was interested in Gretchen Whitmer, and she said, "No, you should probably put pick a woman of color." I'll find the article about that and post them in the sh- oh, post in the show notes. Um, the other things. Hello, I'm sorry. I was going to ask you, John, do you think Kamala will upstage him, though, since she is so strong and articulate and forceful and aggressive? And No. I think you that, don't think I she'll think upstage it, him? No, I think that she's smart enough to, um, to I think the, that be she's careful. smart enough to know, like, when when she should be in front and when she should pull back. Um, she's a good senator, and that's part of it. Uh, knowing yeah. when you're part of the group and knowing when it's your time to shine. And she's been able to really um, focus on that. She has a lot of skill with that. The other things with her, she is a cop. So um, this is an issue with the Republic, with the Democrats, because the Republicans are trying to smear Joe Biden as like a far left radical who wants to destroy the police and everything. So now he can be like, no, I there's a cop right there. There is, she, she was the top, she she has called herself the top cop of, or the top of the law enforcement of, of California. We have, and she was actually pretty friendly with, with the police department in California. So that's, that takes care of that. So there, so yep. that's, that's a bonus. Um, she is, uh, uh, relative, like she is likable, and and friendly, and uh, knows how to. I think knows how to connect with people a bit better than Joe Biden. She is um, biracial, so she can. Uh, so and she's uh, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt here. She's light skinned. She's a light skinned black, black woman, so she's not as scaly to the white people. <laughs> so that is something that I'm Good sure they took in, into account. She has already been um people are starting to whitewash her already because there's they they're focusing on the biracial aspect um and uh really like that's the first thing that that people say not like the first woman of color or uh the first black woman um or the first African American, the first uh, African American, and in, 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 no, no, they, they're saying the like some people are saying the first African American, the first African American, and uh, it um, Indian 
uh, vice president. Um, and there are pe like people on the right that have already started saying, no, she's not African-American because oh, she's, she's Jamaican. Jamaican. And guess what? One of her ancestors <laughs> owned slaves. Gee, I wonder oh, how that happened. <laughs> if you're if oh, one boy. of your ancestors, if a black person, if a black person says one of my ancestors was Thomas Jefferson, gee, I wonder how that happened. Yeah. So yep. you know, and there there's already this whole that that is going to be a whole thing that they're going to have to deal with people questioning her her blackness. I mean, just because she's she's light skin and she's biracial. Well, they did that with the conservative pundit saying, "Oh God, you know she's she doesn't come from the background of American slavery. You know that's not her ancestry." And it's like because she's from Jamaica. It's like, oh my God, do how you, did Jamaica? How did black people get to Jamaica? You dip. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. The rum like, trade. The rum trade. <laughs> well, and 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 just so this is a just a little thing that I you know picked up in grad school years ago when I was you know reading a lot of history uh, is just one of the interesting little dis distinctions uh, between the thirteen colonies on the mainland of North America that became the United States and the you know dozen or so colonies in the Caribbean that were also you know could have revolted against British rule and didn't. And a big part of the reason they didn't is because um, like the United States or the, the, the colonies that became the United States, especially the South, but you know, all, all 13, were a society where there was slavery. The colonies, the sugar colonies in the Caribbean were slave societies. Like instead of it being like, there's a lot of people and some of them are slaves. There's almost everybody here is a slave. Like the majority of the population are enslaved to us, to a tiny minority. Mm. And a big part of why, you know, Jamaica and other colonies stayed loyal to Britain is they needed military support from the homeland to maintain the status quo. Like if they wanted to stay rich and powerful, they could not uh, uh, break with authority in the same way that people in Massachusetts could. You they know, weren't not, self-sufficient. Oh, were, yeah, well, they were not, relying not just, on, the, on the crown. Well, yeah, yeah not, not just, for, they were not self-sufficient in a lot of ways. And, and in that very basic way, you know, they, they, they needed all of the, the, the leverage of empire in order to keep getting more enslaved people to work to death in the fields and, and then soldiers to keep them in line and yada, yada, yada. So, mm -hmm. like, to talk about how Kamala Harris comes from a background that isn't affected by slavery, you know, as this one crank did, I could maybe find that on Twitter if we care, but it's just, wow, utterly missing the point mm -hmm. about what that background actually is. And remember, this isn't Look, just one guy saying that. I found two right, or three just people. The, sure, yeah. This is the beginning. Well, and, uh, and... One we're still important in the first thing, 24 hours, so yeah, if, exactly. If you say, if, if someone says that someone is African-American, that means they are an American with African ancestry. Recent, recent African ancestry. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because like, I have had... Right. Brought over from, from Africa or, in, or, in, can't, or come from Africa. You can say past, that. In the past... 
500 years. I yeah. Mean, I have if African someone, ancestry, but you have to go back a bit further. Yeah. If someone's from Ghana and they come in and they moved here last year and they're a citizen, that means they're an African-American. But they may have skipped this, the, the that other step. Didn't they do that to Obama? They were always saying yeah. he wasn't black enough because he didn't grow up in, you know, Detroit or Chicago or Harlem or there yeah. is a there are cultural differences. I mean, there also are some lighter skinned cultural. Yeah. And lighter skinned. Uh, it, but, that is something that is is a factor. And we we I, I will say we still have not had a a president or vice president pick um, for a major party that has had two black parents. So, right, just, you know, Shirley Chisholm wasn't actually the Democratic nominee. So, yes, I yeah. see your point. Yeah, but I have a movie. Idea. I which, have a movie, which I've, I've watched a few times. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, her path to try and get the nomination and what the parties did to stop her. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think, know. didn't Kamala make a, she mentioned Shirley Chisholm in at least one of her discussions. And what an what an impact she had on her on Kamala Harris. Mm. So uh, how old I, is Kamala? Is she fifty three? She's fifty five. Somewhere. I was gonna say she's early fifty five. Uh, older than older than I, but younger than you. So she is she is fifty five. <laughs> this 55, is another yeah. this is another good thing because Biden needed that um that the a, a younger person to be a part of the administration, especially since, guess what? She is now heir apparent to the Democratic Party. Yeah. This is the, this is why this pick was so important because I, I think that Biden's only going to serve one term. That's my suspicion too. If he makes the whole term. So they needed someone that can just go. And so, so she is going to, if, if they win then she is probably going to take a very public and uh, she, she is going to be put in charge of something very visible. So she, so they can show her off. So they, they can make sure that her polling is good because when he leaves office and she's running it, running for 2024, then uh, she'll, she already has the name recognition. She's already run for president. So She'll have that. She'll have a a bed a bigger, better record. Probably they'll put her in charge of something with with uh with foreign um with uh, other countries, so she can get foreign experience as well. So she didn't do the first marriage in California, the LGBTQ marriage. You know, it was legal for just a short time, and Gavin Newsom married a bunch of people before it was they overturned it, mm-hmm. and it went back. But when it went through as a law, she married the first couple when it was legal, legal and stayed legal. The first gay couple. She was actually the um, justice of the peace that married them. So she's pretty good on gay, gay issues, too. She's not. Um, I'm sorry, she's not. She's, she's not gay or she's not good on the issues. She, there, there are a lot of issues with um, her office and prosecuting um, LGBT people, especially trans people. Um, uh, you know, and she's she's kind of pushed that off. Uh, this is one so of the got things mix, that she uh, that kind of tanked her in the debate when Tulsi went after her 
that is one of the things that they that that she brought up um yeah so they're so like my my friends who are uh who are lgbtq um they were unhappy when she was uh rising the polls um yeah so didn't tulsi have tulsi had a problem herself right she'd been against gay people because of her religious background well, and then yeah, she, her she position. Uh, ostensibly used to be in a cult so yeah her dad is a well, cult her family <laughs> yeah yeah she was the family religion was a little interesting but yeah. i thought tulsi was the one who had a mixed a mixed background you're saying oh that, no um, she too. Yeah. Did too. Oh, yeah totally yeah oh yeah. yeah oh yeah do you know do you know what she was going after trans people for no, I gotta. I I should have looked that up. We should do I, some I, research. Yeah, there we'll, were some, we'll know next uh, time. No, I can look it up during the break, uh, which is yeah now. But um, oh. I'll look. I'll look it up during the break. But uh, it was prosecution for for some things. Also, the issue with uh, putting uh, with involving the the justice system with truancy. That was that was that's not good. There's a lot of things in her history that are just not good um, that will be brought Law, up. Law and order. Yeah. And that is one of the things that is a benefit for Joe Biden at this time, which is sad. <laughs> well, on a positive note, I know we're going to go to the break. Do you think do you think Kamala is going to like stock Pence when they debate like Trump did to Clinton? I mean, can you imagine? He'd probably be terrified of her. You know how oh, he's going to get destroyed zoomed. in the debates. He's. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I'm not going to call this, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just said, "No, nah, I don't need. We didn't need to do that." I'm oh, not that's gonna interesting. Go. Well, it's it's scheduled for October seventh. I mm-hmm. saw it on the schedule. So you think oh, he's yeah, going to bail scheduled well, that, for, yeah. for a few months? Um, but yeah. yeah, he 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 might say like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." Uh, Trump might say, "No, I'm not going to do it." I don't need to because I'm the best yeah. and I have the best words. So, well, and they could both say they tested positive and they have to be in quarantine. So they can't uh, be on the stage. So. Uh, that would, that would kill him. That would, that would just yeah. end things. <laughs> if he gets, if he gets coronavirus, then that's, that's the game. He's the, like, if he gets coronavirus, then that's, that's the game. He, um, by the way, I think right he now, had it. I think, I think Trump had it and they gave him convalescent serum. Oh, he disappeared probably. for a week there. Yeah. yeah, he disappeared for about yeah. a week. So. Sorry, we keep we keep going. Mike just said we <laughs> have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs and keep the FCC happy. And then we'll be, we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. 
clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Science is real, from the Big Bang to TNA. Join me for Evidence-Based Radio, Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. Tucker, can I just say one quick thing, because this is something that will serve you and your fellow um, hosts on Fox. Her name is pronounced comma, like the punctuation mark, la, Kamala. Okay? okay. We, uh, seriously, I've heard every sort Un- of bastardization. Okay. So what? That. That's how it is, uh, Kamala. Okay. 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 Well, but that, I think it's out of respect uh, for somebody who's going to be on the national ticket. Pronouncing her name right is actually okay. not, it's kind of a So I'm disrespecting her by mispronouncing her name unintentionally. So it begins. You're not allowed to criticize Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris or whatever Kamala. No, because no, no, no. Kamala. Kamala Harris... No, whatever. Okay, look, I it's, unintentionally it's mispronounced her name, question. but I love the idea that she's immune from criticism. So let me restate my question let me because on this no, show, no, no. nobody in it. power is immune from criticism. Our political leaders must be held to account. That's our job. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow talking with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake about Kamala Harris. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, who is the new nominee to be the uh, Democratic candidate for vice president. Uh, you are, in fact, pronouncing it correctly, unlike uh, Tucker Carlson, who we just heard in that clip as we came in. Yeah. Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> what a... How did bleep bleep? How about that? How did how did you know they just women are not important? It's just it's sort of you know it is, it is what it is. I don't know. I I think that yes, but also that this is a like I said, <clears throat> one of the one of the things with um with her race as well because th- this is someone who has you know said a lot of white supremacist dog whistles in his in his uh career lately and you're talking about tucker tucker yeah good old good old tuck tuck and he um 
and he and he flipped out because he thinks that someone saying you should pronounce her name correctly is saying that he someone's calling him racist or something and this is a, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart because as people know my name is genre and people mispronounce it constantly because oh. it's not a a culturally usual name uh, and, and so she you like i've mispronounced your name because i i i i was incorrect but when you when someone says no this is how my name is pronounced then you should probably try and pronounce their name correctly especially if they're going to be a important. vice presidential candidate yeah like, i i agree like, and by the way, like, it's it's genre with a hard J, not genre like you're a French like a like I'm critic a type of a book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had that, genre- that that joke so many times. But what were you gonna say, Sue? I, well, first of all, I thought you were genre Damas from now on. Yeah, well, and, we're shorting um, it. We're, we're, that's that's a nickname now. And look at look at look at Buttigieg and how we all struggled with that name, although we kept trying. And in fairness, you know, I got to be a Republican at least, you know, 24 hours a day. Dick Cheney, which is how you actually pronounce his last name, um, often corrected people, but the media never got his last name right. They said it more like Lon Cheney, you know, like the actor, Cheney right. with an A. And he's actually Cheney. I don't know if we have the clip or not. I we think, do. Mike, you might have. We'll, yeah, we'll um, drop that in now. Yeah. With, okay. you know, sort of people correcting it but it was a lost cause everybody calls him dick cheney you know yeah. and it, it just they, they couldn't do it the american ear couldn't hear it i guess or something yeah so that's 30 true. Seconds, so, it, so we'll we'll put that in right here okay great but let me talk about that why do picture. you mispronounce why do you miss why do you uh, steve i mean todd why do you mispronounce cheney's name on purpose or what <laughs> you know his we, name we, is cheney yes yeah i i know that uh but well i know that you pronounce but it why that do you way. call him cheney why do you call him Cheney? Why do you call him Cheney? <laughs> it's his name. It can be hard to hear those subtle differences if you aren't used to them. Uh, yeah. the, that, that is one of those, those cultural differences. Like years and years ago when I was an undergrad in college, I dated a Dutch woman. And so I got to you know, know some Dutch people and whatnot. And one of the little things is uh, they had a lot of trouble with the f- sound in, you know, in, the and this and that uh, it's not something that's in dutch so they had trouble hitting it softly you know actually making that that precise sound and you know it's not that they couldn't speak english or weren't smart or anything but just you know it's it's unusual and there was uh, some dutch uh syllable that i had or, or vowel sound that i had trouble getting it was sort of like a weird mix between i and oo somewhere in between and i i never could tell the difference it just yeah. sometimes it sounded like i yeah. and sometimes it sounded like ooh and i had no idea why uh yeah. i i honestly i'm not 100 percent certain that there actually is a difference i think they might have just been constantly pulling my leg and, <laughs> and and having fun at my expense which you know fair but still yeah. we like to have fun here yeah um but, but to- to return as the feminist yeah. I am, I do have a lot of trouble with how unimportant women are and how, you know, Tucker Carlson, while I like him, you guys know that, um, just 
dismissing this as something wait, that on. was wait, whatever. Wait. Let's back up. I didn't know that you like Tucker Carlson. Oh yeah, well, I like well, Tucker Carlson. Not not like like. I mean, you know, she's she doesn't <laughs> have his poster on the wall. No, I mean like you yeah, enjoy but, his 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 television program and his I opinions. Used I she's, I she's used to. He's, he's got. Yeah, he's gone a little off the rails. I yeah. I don't know what's happened to him. But you, you used I, to read the Daily Caller, I think you said, like years ago when he yeah, started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, and, when he you know, was like he, a liberal Republican. Well, he his show it was like Crossfire. Yeah. His show was the first place that Rachel Maddow appeared. He's a friend of hers, and he brought her on, unknown, I'm sort sure of into the world and. Now. Uh, well, who knows, you know, what people do behind the scenes. But, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's tough. People have really polarized, and they kind of, like I said, he's gone off the rails. But I always liked him, so I was really dismayed to hear him, you know, just, um, you know, dismiss that as unimportant. There is a, I agree. There I agree. is a video that I'll post in the um, in the show notes, a, a show on YouTube that I watched called Some More News, and they go into uh, Tucker Carlson and uh his rise um he used to be much more liberal than he was now like he he was i think he's always been kind of a populist but he was not at all a hardliner like he is now he used to be exactly like i used to watch like i used to watch him like on crossfire oh my god yeah, yeah, and he's yep. like he—he he was just like the conserv- conservative, conservative, uh, conservative guy. He was just like he was just the guy yep. in the bow tie. He's like kind of kind of conservative. Yep. And he, uh, as he got more popular, and as he as he got more of the spotlight, he moved more and more yep. to the right, and and more and more into some really horrible, horrible ideas and opinions, and. So much so that he's lost advertisers over it. Yeah. So, well, do you remember you know, when John Stewart took on his bow tie? I mean, he basically called him and oh, you yeah, know, they called they, up. He got their yeah. their show canceled, <laughs> and they didn't have a show called Crossfire for like fifteen years. You're hurting yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. And they well, were. Well. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they, and it's you it's, know, and it's interesting that he gave up his bow tie. If I was Tucker Carlson, I would have kept with it. That was his image. He he needed to be a little more comfortable in his own shoes. And I guess he was so uncomfortable that he let, let Fox News, you know, sort of direct where he went. So, yeah. Anyway, well, he did look like I just wanted younger. to fess up that I, <laughs> I, I actually have a have a have a theory or a, a thought, which I'm going to share. You guys can shoot it down. That's fine. But like, I just I think part of I think Tucker Carlson's a, like a nice sort of little encapsulation of what I think is a an unfortunate trend on right-wing politics which of course I'm far more comfortable criticizing right-wing politics than left-wing politics harum frump but um yeah. go on. that's my go job on. yeah <laughs> go on <laughs> John Stewart says go like, on go yes on. indeed <laughs> we're both sitting here like okay <laughs> So I, I, one of the things people lament these days is how we don't have the same kind of bipartisan comity. People don't get along as well the way they used to. We don't agree on things. We're more, you know, divided and so forth. And I think that for, there are people who believe in 
you know, the American project and the, the values and ideals of like, you know, we are all created equal. We all have rights and, and privileges and, and, and we're endowed by our creator and so on and so forth. Um, and believing in the idea that if we all, if we all have a voice, if all of us can uh, speak freely and present our, you know, and, and represent our own interests and make decisions uh, collectively, it will be for the good of us all. Uh, there are people who believe that. And I think there are other people who are racists, people who are white supremacists, people who, who, are very, who may not be overt about it, may not really admit it to themselves, but are very, very comfortable with the idea of like white people are on top. And for a long time, because of the demographics in America, like those two camps could say the same things and agree on the same kind of system and it would work for them both because the ones who are really believing in genuine popular democracy, you know, if most of the people are, you know, conservative white Americans, then that's how America's going to go. That's, that's how majority rule works. But as, as that has become less and less true, as increasingly people of color, uh, women, uh, people on the LGBTQI spectrum uh, have had their voices and concerns uh, publicized and heard and responded to and laws changed and society becoming more accepting. The, the, the ability to sort of agree on the system and how it works has fallen away because the people who are, yeah, okay, fine. So, Kamala Harris will be the vice president. All right, whatever. That's fine. And the people who are like, oh my God, the white, white people aren't in charge anymore. What are we going to do? So the people who in that second camp, uh, like, the, like the way America is supposed to work, uh, you know, that, that idea of popular sovereignty doesn't work for them anymore because it doesn't put them on, on top anymore. And I think that's a big part of the demographic that Tucker Carlson and Fox News are appealing to, the people who liked, liked how, that, liked how the, the, that whole jazz about America as a democracy and liberty and freedom sounded until suddenly it wasn't going to have them rising to the top like cream. Uh, so I, I, I want to totally that, disagree just, go just ahead. for a second. Okay. So... So my perspective is actually the opposite, that oh. in fact, it's the, can the cancel culture that oh, really is the problem. <laughs> and I saw a nice podcast, and I can't think of the comedian's name. Um, God, she's, she's black and she's so smart. And Wanda the, Sykes. The Wanda Sykes. And it's, a, it's a, probably an hour discussion with her and talking about how, you know, how do you, how do you be around all these people? And from my perspective, what's happened is that people have gotten afraid. A lot of people are afraid, not in any particular category. And what happens is they can't hear a, a differing opinion. So like with Alex Morse, you know what's going on with him right now? There's some sort of a fact-finding that's going on. But it's sort of like um, a politician finds out a fact about another politician, and it's kind of a showstopper of a fact if it's true. 
and and they use it to really cancel him out as a potential candidate. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of issues we probably won't get to today to, that we need to understand better what actually happened. But in a nutshell, it's alleged that he dated people when he was an instructor. Was he an instructor at UMass? When, he was, like when he was a lecturer at UMass. Uh, a lecturer. And this is yeah. during his tenure as mayor. Uh, yeah. So, um, and it, yeah. it may have a LGBT component. I mean, we don't know the facts, so we're going to be a little careful here, I think, as we talk about it. But it's that same kind of thing where there's this allegation that comes out and it's going to it's going to cancel out his ability to to run for office. It's kind of a showstopper for some people. And it's like, OK, should it be a showstopper? And we're probably going to have to talk about it on another show. But that kind of, you know, absolute black and white, you know, guilty, not guilty. It's that, it's that inability to hold sort of some competing information in your mind at the same time without just, you know, like Tucker Carlson, you know, I liked him at one time. He seems to have gone off the rails. Can I still like him? I think sometimes, maybe not when he's on Fox, but maybe when he's being interviewed on C-SPAN, you know, and he's not, he's not, it's not ratings, you know, it's not ratings driving it. It's hard. It's really hard because you end up with nobody you like. You okay. Know? So I, well, well, I uh, think Mike. it's different. <laughs> um, oh, it's genre's turn? Oh, yeah, it is. So, <laughs> one, Mike used, oh, okay. the, uh, Mike used the the phrase and all that jazz when talking, when talking about uh, white people being afraid of losing um, power. I just want to point that out, that that is a black invention so that's interesting too oh, yeah. um yeah all <laughs> yes. that jazz well, oh okay i just i just had to pick up on that too um the uh i always like to think about the the fact that when someone when there is more equality and the people that had less power are gaining more power in a society the people that had that power feel persecuted Yep, they do. That is a major component of Fox News and people like Tucker Carlson, who has called immigrants and dirty, and who has uh, been com- who has complained about people who who speak other languages coming into small towns and speaking their language. So there's that. Three cancel culture doesn't exist. That's not that's not a thing. Because people people say, oh, I'm getting canceled, but they still have millions of followers and are on TV. They can still speak, but if they say things that people don't like, then people do have the, the right to say, no, I don't like that and speak against that. And when someone – and we had this whole thing with J.K. Rowling, like feeling persecuted because people were like, stop – being transphobic and there was this whole letter that like a bunch of people signed saying uh we have to worry about cancel culture it's like you just wrote a letter that millions of people are going to read you're not canceled you still have a platform to speak it's just that you're not getting respected as much as you were before like i disagree with some things you say sue but oh i bet yeah 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 but you're on the radio <laughs> yeah yep, unless, we all are. unless we get <laughs> unless we literally get canceled 
off of this radio station and we can't upload our podcast, you still have a voice that people can hear. And if you start writing letters to the editor or something in in uh, like the Gazette or something, like like Mr. Flightman or or yeah, Mr. Flightman that John, Doctor uh No, like Doctor Doctor Flightman. He has a uh, a regular column in the Gazette. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, he that's a whole other thing. But he, uh, if like there are people that are like, no, I don't want to go to your practice, or no, I don't want to interact with you he still has a column in the paper like that. That sort of thing is when people are like, you're I'm getting canceled. Oh no. But they still have a voice. Deplatforming doesn't mean that you don't have a voice. It's just that you are not going to speak at that place. That's not, well, you know, it's not limiting your, your voice at all. It's limiting true. where you can speak and it's, and people are now more empowered to boycott you and to say we don't want to we don't want to listen to you and if you have products like books or something like JK Rowling we are not going to we are not going to buy your books just like what it, you know mhm yeah well two things what about the folks that aren't allowed to speak at colleges cuz the students go wild and secondly Kamala Harris you know, the right wing is already sort of denouncing her and spreading stuff about her that isn't mm-hmm. true. And th- and there's a group of black women that are going to that are going to fight back. They're already organized and, you know, they're, they're going to chase every tweet and, you know, every mention and they're going to push back on it. So mm-hmm. we're going to have these roving hordes of people, you know, sort of promoting, you know, true or not true their their view of what's happening. Is that how you want it? Sort of this this sort of the masses, you know, sort of like um, Gamergate, you know, you just shout down the people that you don't agree with. This is not is that like, okay? that is okay. It's a good comparison with Gamergate because it's the same thing. There are, there are one, the correct word is hordes of yep. bad people. I had to censor myself. There are hordes of these people that are being horrible, that are being sexist, that are being racist, going after different women in, in the game industry. And there are groups of people that are pushing back saying, this is wrong. You're being racist. Stop it. So in this situation, there are going to be conservatives and people who, and far right activists and QAnon people who, guess what? A QAnon person just won the Republican nomination um, last night. Really? But, um, yeah, it's, it's, there are 11 QAnon people on, that are going oh. to be running in the general election. But that's, that's another point. But there are going to be a bunch of people like that spreading lies and spreading racist yeah. and spreading, spreading memes or whatever online. There are also going to be people, then those are the hordes. The, there are also going to be groups of people that are going to be pushing back on that, saying, no, that's wrong. No, that's that's a lie. And the reason why it's so visible now is because it can happen online and people have more power to push back on that. Before, when there were like, let's say like the Swift Boat thing. Yep. Or the thing, about, uh, the thing, the John Kerry thing, or the thing about um, John McCain. And like a, a love child or something. 
yep, that, yep. That his daughter from Bangladesh. Yeah, that yeah, sort of wicked. thing is uh, dirty politics. It is, and there, and in that time, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have uh, like. YouTube wasn't a huge thing. We didn't have social media as it is now. So there weren't, there weren't a lot of people that were able to push back on that and saying, no, that's wrong. So now we have that. People have more power to actually say, no, that's wrong. You are incorrect. I'm going to say that. And if you are going to say these things, then I'm going to organize as many people as I can to either say to either shout you down and say no you're wrong or to boycott you uh in in social media basically a if you want to call it canceling that is a boycott of a person yeah and that that doesn't take away their ability to speak the people that are not allowed to speak on college campuses they can still go on the street or they can still have rallies to have their voices heard you just aren't able to go to that one college, boo-hoo. But they, See, I like, you know, I like the forum to be open, but I, I understand what you're they, saying. They, I just, have, they can I, do a forum. They can have a forum. But if a, but if a private institution or if a group disinvites them, they can have their own forum. That's what free speech is. We can say, no, I don't want you at my place. But you, but you can say, fine, I'll make my own and I'll invite whoever I want. And there's so you going don't to think that. Hmm? Facebook and all those guys should, 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 um, should uh, censor. You don't think Facebook and Twitter and all those guys should, should censor stuff. They should censor uh, ads and, uh, and things like that, that are, that are uh, not true. If they, um, if there are groups that are breaking the terms of service of Facebook or Twitter, then yes, they are going to get censored because they're breaking the terms of service. If they didn't have, if something wasn't in the terms of service and this group pops up and they start saying bad things, then it then they can't censor them until they change because everybody on Facebook and on Twitter you agree to the terms of service of that platform. So QAnon but they people change the they change yeah. the terms of service without even notifying you. They just no, can change they can't. Them, they change the they change the terms of service and send you an email. Or oh, in those terms it. of okay. service, they will say we can change it anytime and we'll just let you know. But they can't. Yeah. They can't just change they they unless they're it's in the terms of service that you have agreed to. Then they, they can change it any time it. without notice. Yes. So when you're when you're talking about all of these accounts getting canceled out, uh, like hundreds of QAnon accounts getting wiped off of Facebook, that's because they're spreading lies, and they're then they're breaking the TOS. That is what that is. Then you have services like Parler made by conservatives and they can have their own TOS, which is a, like, by the way, if you're going to sign up for Parler, it is a huge security risk. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> um, just so you guys know. know. Yeah. So, John Radamus, uh, I'm noticing that we're about out of time here. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> while this is important. So uh, we're gonna wrap up tonight's episode of Civil Politics here on Valley Key Radio. We appreciate you listening. There'll be a podcast of this episode, of this episode uh, uploaded to the various services over the weekend. 
Uh, we'll have a repeat broadcast on Monday. Stay tuned at 4 p.m. Stay tuned now for, uh, bleh, sorry, stay tuned now for Subculture. Uh, great mix of music from 8 to 10, followed by Table of Contents, and then OK Asia, which uh, is really clocking in with a lot of fans I've come here. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for now. Uh, thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be back next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.